educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And uh, on demand, any darn time you like, on your favorite podcast platform. Well, it is 5.09 on Wednesday, June 7. Uh, Coming up here in just a moment, we're going to welcome Amy Tabor. General Manager of Open Harvest uh, to the studio. So, but before that, uh, first things first, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. You know, when I want to listen back to the podcast of these episodes, I listen to them any Dan time I'd like. <laughs> See, you get that in early, Johnny. Uh, what podcast platform do you use? I use Apple. Okay. Yeah, I have an iPhone, so it's, yeah, uh, it's right easy. at my fingertips. Yep. right there. Well, I tell you what, Johnny, uh, I, I heard from people all day today about yesterday's show. It was such a good show. Yeah. It was a good show, top to bottom yesterday. Yeah, we had fun. So yeah. if, speaking of podcasts, if you missed uh, last night's show, uh, we had David Mandel, uh, uh, Emmy Award-winning director and producer of most recent project, uh, White House Plumbers on HBO Max, and... Uh, from his home in L.A. He even had a, his barking dog. It was really real. Yeah. Yeah. No, his dog, I guess, wanted to make an appearance, too. So where he may not have the, the Hollywood platform, at least in his movies and shows, he had a platform on That's our show. That's right. That's right. So anyway, it's worth, if you missed that last night, it's worth going back and checking out. He, uh, just a very kind and generous and, and hilarious uh, person. Uh, he, he wrote for Seinfeld and uh, won a couple Emmys for Veep and... Uh, so anyway, check out uh, the Dan Parsons Show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on our Twitter and Facebook pages uh, uh, for the Dan Parsons Show. Well, like I said, joining us in the studio live in person is Amy Tabor, General Manager of Open Harvest Lincoln's Co-op Grocery. Hi, Amy. Hi, Dan. I'm so glad that you could. I haven't seen you forever. I know. It's been a, it's been a minute, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's always behind a microphone, though. It, you know, it is. That's right. Yeah, I'm just starting to recycle everybody that was on Pints and Politics. So that's right. That's uh, she, which, which goes back. Honestly, she did come in with the pep in her step. I could tell she was ready to have a Dan good time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. Uh, well, Amy, I... Uh, I am. I'm delighted. I've been following all the great things that Open Harvest has been doing. Uh, But uh, maybe to start with, uh, our listeners may not be that familiar with uh, Open Harvest and what a co-op grocery is. Just give us us the Reader's Digest version. Absolutely. Uh, So Open Harvest is Lincoln's very own food co-op. We've been serving the Lincoln community uh, since 1975. Nice. Uh, we are a full, full-line grocery store. We have all the your favorite brands, fresh produce, uh, made-from-scratch deli, yeah. wellness items. I mean, we're just we're your neighborhood store. So, uh, we what what folks might not know about us is that we started as a buying club in the 70s. Group of people got together uh, to to purchase food in bulk and uh open harvest started with its very first storefront on randolph street that was on randolph yes yeah. 27th in randolph is where oh, sure. where we officially yeah. started mm-hmm. uh and how long were you 75 till when uh 1990 okay. we, we called that home uh you know we did a really great uh story worth product or story project and uh, when we celebrated one of our anniversaries i can't remember which <laughs> one off the top of my head um but lots of great stories about our 
our time out at the Randolph Street store. So 1990, we moved to South Street, and we have been at our current location, 1618 South Street, uh, ever since. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it is so great. And, and and again, for our listeners that may not be familiar with the concept, uh, it's a co-op, and so members own uh, yes. the grocery store. But you don't have to be a member no. to shop at, uh, yes. at Open Harvest. Everybody is welcome to shop at Open Harvest. Yeah. Um, but it is one of the cool things that makes us unique. If you've ever wanted to own a grocery store, um, you can join the over 2,300 owners of Open Harvest. And um, really what that gets you is certain discounts, perks, appreciations, you know, versus uh, with coupons and things. Um, but then you can act- actually have a voice in how, yeah. how the co-ops ran. You can sit on our board of directors. You can vote for the board of directors um, and some other things that um, you can read on our website. And what is that website? I'm just getting ready to perfect <laughs> yeah. timing. You can find our website at www.openharvest.coop. Very good. And yeah, sign up uh, to be a member. Sign up to get uh, your newsletter. Newsletter. Uh, coupons. Yep. We're on social media. Um, we just wrapped up a really great uh, owner drive, so we welcomed over 50 new members nice. to our co-op in May. Gosh, yeah. I should have checked to yeah. make sure I was current before I invited you. <laughs> I oh, can text you if you want me right. to. Yes, please do. <laughs> How embarrassing for me. that. Uh, well, uh, and, and I am excited because you have uh, a big announcement. Well, you, it's been made public, but again, for maybe our listeners that haven't kept up with the exciting uh, things that are going on with Open Harvest. You guys are on the move. We are on the move. Yes. Um, yes. Our My big announcement today is that we are holding our official groundbreaking ceremony of our new store uh, on next Wednesday, June 14th at uh, 10 a.m., and that is at our our new address yes. at three thirty South Twenty First Street, which is the Telegraph. Which district. is the Telegraph District. Yes. And so describe. Because I'm terrible at directions. <laughs> I'm terrible at addresses. Um, I've grown up in the city. You'd think I'd be better, but uh, anyway. So describe uh, where in the Telegraph District you're. Yeah, I think most folks are familiar with the, the, where the yes, mill is located. Absolutely. Uh, so yes, that's the old. Um, Lincoln tele- Telephone mm-hmm. Telegraph Building, mm-hmm. and we are going to occupy the north side of the that building. Okay, okay. so it's an old okay. historic building. Yeah, uh, we'll be co-tenants with the mill that with so Naughty cool. Buddha Burger, yeah. 402 Creamery, which is a major um, yeah, excitement sto- for me. Yeah, you stole them from downtown. You're my neighbor across the street. <laughs> I know we did, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, we're really really excited about this location. Um, and you know, it took it took some time to find it, um, find the the correct site, and then, uh, and then some dollars, and then some and then some dollars as I mean, a as a nonprofit co op. Yeah, my goodness. Well, what we a are for profit. I beg We're your not, pardon. Yes, yes, we are not technically nonprofit, but yes, it has been a lot of work to get where to where where we are, um, for sure. So yeah, yeah. So what was that process like? I mean. Yeah. Just finding the location. First mm-hmm. of all, I love the location. I yeah. love what's going on in the Telegraph District. It's just, it's becoming, to me, uh, the latest uh, popular hotspot in Lincoln. And, and yeah. your grocery store is just yeah. going to add to that vibe. I just think it's uh, tremendous. Yeah, but that's, that's not exactly the low rent district. Uh, I mean, again, I as a new section of town, uh, I assume you could have found places... Uh, that were more affordable. 
You know, uh, it's there's always a timing uh, element to finding a, a site, right? Because yeah. we certainly looked at other sites that, um, m- you know, checked a couple of our boxes that that we what we needed, but the timeline doesn't work. And so, the Telegraph really was the best for us. It checked a lot, many, many of those boxes. Absolutely. And the, one of the biggest ones is, you know, our owners when we we tell them that we're talking about looking for a new home they say please don't go far please don't go far we've been serving uh the near south um neighborhood for so long and so you know this is a mile and a half north of where we're currently located uh so we really hope that you know everybody who's been shopping with us up until this point will be able to make you know just a little bit further drive plus you know New, oh, you're going to. new customers or, or more convenient customers that are, you know, pulling from the university or other neighborhoods closer to our. And I certainly site. didn't mean to imply in a negative way yeah. about the, my perception of where you're located, either a dig that you couldn't afford to be there or to my friends in the Telegraph District uh, uh, that, that that is a. Uh, high rent district and certainly neither of those things so <laughs> forgive me well we're going to take a quick break uh, here on 1499.3 klin you're listening to the dan parsons show on 1499.3 klin and welcome back uh, to the dan parsons show here on 1499.3 klin and anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform, well, we're delighted that Amy Tabor is in studio with us tonight, General Manager of Open Harvest, Lincoln's Co-op Grocery. And we're just talking about your exciting news that you're having a groundbreaking week from today, 10 yep. a.m. in the in the um, uh, the Telegraph District. <laughs> <laughs> I went blank there for a moment. Uh, the beautiful Telegraph District. I just love what's going on. And and just imagine you being there yeah. a year from now. We'll, we'll get into a little bit yes. of the timeline uh, when the concert series uh, I know. starts up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many exciting, exciting things that are going to happen in the next year. Yeah. And, you know, I've been riding my bike by the site for years now. Just like, <laughs> okay, I can picture this. Nice. I can see us here. This is this is where we're meant to be. So so how does it compare with square footage? I'm just curious. It seems like you've got a lot of room there on yeah. South Street. Yeah. So the square footage is just a little bit larger than where we oh, currently are. Okay. However, uh, we're going to be doing some adjusting our retail to backroom space. So to mm. to the customer... Uh, when our when our customers walk in, it, they'll, it will feel big, bigger. It's actually going to be about 40% larger, which allows us to bring in lots of new products. Nice. One of them being yeah. beer and wine. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So we're very excited because that's, local. Oh, my goodness. I right? remember this. Full circle. Oh, my goodness. That's right, Amy. That's how. That's one of the reasons we met <laughs> right? uh, years On ago. Right, on Titan Politics. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. We were talking about this challenge you had on your south street location to get a liquor license like every other darn grocery store and (laughs) corner uh, convenience store in this city have yes and 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 so anyway you've solved that problem because you're moving yeah and i want to be clear that is not why we are moving no that is just one of those lovely benefits benefits, uh, of of moving um because one of the things i kind of glossed over this uh you know, local is a really big deal to us. Yes. Uh, in fact, over 20% of everything that we sell in our store comes from a local farmer or food producer, uh, which, you know, 
to us is within 200 miles of the store within yes. the state of Nebraska. Yes. And so being able to sell beer and wine from our local brewers and ciders, cideries, um, and, and more distilleries is just awesome. Like we're so excited to, to feature the great, great, exciting products that are being made in our state. What, what beer did we drink on Pints and Politics? Per, was it a copper alt? <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> so, for, for inside baseball, for those who don't know, Amy's brother is uh, one of the owners of Zipline. I hope that's all right that I uh, acknowledge that on the air. But uh, anyway, Marcus yeah. is a good dude. No, no problem. I think everybody knows it by now. <laughs> so yes, we did have a copper alt. So uh, the most uh, uh, one of one of the most favorite craft beers in in the state of nebraska and beyond well so i assume you do get that question a lot why are you moving yes we do um you know and so this you know to get to this point where we are even the decision of yes yes we are officially moving because a lot of that you know getting to to making that decision of moving forward with this project was a lot of feasibility and market studies and and whatever so um you know our board and our management team did a lot of of due diligence uh and that really was started in conversations long before i even arrived before we did our expansion in 2009 mm. um you know the co-op has always been talking about are we in the right spot you know is there a better place for us and so that really ramped up when um, site security became an issue for us uh, about yes. four years ago yes. we um, realized that we might not be able to stay uh, at south street yeah. uh, as long as we we intended or expected to so um that kind of kicked us in the pants and got us going on this path and you know that's how we got here today that's cool yeah well speak uh chatting with amy Tabor, uh, general manager of uh, open harvest uh, lincoln's co-op grocery and uh, their exciting news that they're breaking ground for their new location over in the in the telegraph district next week and uh, so i assume amy the other question you get uh all day and <laughs> twice on sundays is uh, okay when can i walk in the front door of uh, yeah. your new store on in uh, in the uh Telegraph District. Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, construction is underway. Uh, we hope to be wrapping that up in December. Mm. And so we're looking at early 2024, nice. where maybe I can come back and announce our grand opening. Absolutely. Um, maybe we'll come out to or, you. Or the, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's that's our timeline. Yeah. Um, and cool. it'll be here before you know it. I, I mean... You tell yourself that I now, tell myself publicly. that. And yeah, I know customers are also very anxious, but it'll get here very quickly. So I, I know one of the things that I really enjoy... Uh, with Open Harvest is the wonderful crew you have, first of all. You train really well, you hire really well, and in this day and age, that's more and more difficult. So I just yes. want to compliment you. I think you're well known for uh, your employees and how knowledgeable they are about your products. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that because it's true. I, mm -hmm. I have the best team. Um, they are passionate about their jobs. They are passionate about our mission um, in serving our community, whether it's picking yeah. out what cereal you're going to buy or, you know, what nonprofit we're going to support this year. Um, it's it's really great to work with such a fantastic group of people. 
talk about some of your products, either some of your seasonal things you got going on now. Let's if people yeah, haven't visited see. you because they don't have to wait a year. Oh no, you can come today. <laughs> come today. What I've got a your, great. Yeah. What are your hours? Our hours are eight a.m. to nine p.m. every single day. Great. So pretty simple. Um, I will. There is a caveat though. During the groundbreaking, we are going to close the store so that all nice. of our staff can be there. So we closed for about an hour and a half, but we'll we'll be posting about that. Okay. Um, yeah. So our products, you know, you'll see seasonal favorites, uh, locals, uh, products, you know, right now, common good plants are super popular, mm. kind of dwindling down as we're getting into the summer. But um, that's where we see local produce ramping up. We have beautiful locally grown flowers from Bright Hope Farm. Yes. Um, we, of course, have our awesome deli that will make, mm. you know, a burrito or a sandwich, you know, however you want it. Uh, you get to pick your ingredients to that. Um you know, I, one of my favorite things is our chicken burrito, and I would admit I mm. almost eat one every single day, mm. Dan. Wow, <laughs> they're, they're that good. I never get tired of them. Nice. They're great. Nice. And we have an awesome deli staff that um, is really passionate about the food that they serve, too. So, so in addition to uh, having a liquor license and mm-hmm. beer and wine in, in your new uh, location next year, uh, uh, other it's a ways out, but I, I assume that there are a lot of people been bugging you about uh, produce or products and uh, new lines of. Th- I'm sure you get that a yeah. lot, anyway. But. Not at a granular level, but yes. Like, what kind of of you know beer and wine options are we going to be having? What what kind of new deli items are we going to have? We'll have a few new programs. Um, the big focus is just getting the store moved. Uh, getting everybody solid with the new space and new systems um, and still have those things available. So what's your role, Amy, in this whole construct? Are you looking at plans? Are you saying, move this uh, wall over here? And <laughs> what, I mean, do you geek out on well, it? Well, I have a hat that has my, I have a hard hat that has my name on it. So okay. I think that has a lot of weight. There you go. Um, you but- got a hard hat on a construction <laughs> site, you're gold. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I worked very closely with store development to, to design the store um, with you know professionals there I've hired Hampton as a general contractor nice. I have friends, an architect yeah. and so and then I'm also working with an owner's rep um, who is well versed in the construction industry and is really working on behalf of of me during this construction process That's because now the focus is is getting staff ready for this move um, you know all the change management that comes in with that but yeah. also uh, the physical move as well. Yeah. So very good. Yeah. Well, Amy Tabor, general manager of Lincoln's uh, uh, Harv- Open Harvest, uh, Lincoln's Co-op Grocery Store, is yeah. such a delight. Yeah. Thank to you. To see you again. You and, as well. Uh, yeah. And I'll see you soon. Yes. And hopefully I'll come out. Yeah. Uh, no problem. You're invited. Yes. 10 yes. a.m. Yep. Uh, next Wednesday morning uh, in the Telegraph District, you're going to break ground on this yep. new store. Yes, we are. Very good. Amy, thank you for joining us. Thank you. We're going to take this break, and we'll be right back after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN.
And welcome back to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3KLIN, on demand, on your favorite podcast platform. Well, I was so excited of, uh, to talk with Amy Tabor for uh, Open Harvest, I, I missed my cue to get out of the way for the news. So, for, so sorry about that, and sorry to Johnny. Johnny was just ready to throw something at me. But uh, anyway, it's delightful to have Amy Tabor from Open Harvest here on the Dan Parsons Show this afternoon here on uh, June 7th, uh, here in the start of your summertime. And Amy's great news that Open Harvest is going to have a new home uh, sometime next year. So over in the uh, Telegraph District, that's really exciting. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our weekly Lincoln's Business Roundtable, uh, the brain trust of business and community leaders in our capital city. And tomorrow we get uh, to have our monthly check-in with Todd Ogden. Todd, as you probably know, is president and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. So, And we're going to talk about something that uh, is really uh, important to me. I, I know it's important to a lot of people in our community, and it's a uh, uh, concern for a lot of people, and that is homelessness. Um, and so we're going to talk about that. But uh, uh, Chris Lofton, uh, Chris, <laughs> how are you, my friend? Hey, good. You've got a little traffic update for us. We do. A couple of things have happened after I'd put my last report in, but uh, a couple of things to keep in mind. 14th and Superior, north of the intersection accident, eastbound O Street at about 69th, near the Best Buy, an accident eastbound on O Street. Do you watch for slowdowns there? And then as I look at our traffic cameras, 14th and Nebraska Parkway, mm-hmm. formerly Highway 2. Yeah. How long do you think we'll have to say that? <laughs> oh, I tell you, <laughs> it is hard to get used to. But yesterday we had a train go through right about rush hour, I'm and it looks kidding. like we had another one come through. Huh. So 14th is running real slow, Okay, going north and south. I think most people that are on Nebraska Parkway, they see that a train has come through and traffic looks nasty, so they just go on through. But north and southbound don't really have a choice, so it all has to unwind yeah. after they got backed up. It looks like from Nebraska Parkway almost to Old Cheney Road. Very we got good. Very good. Both lanes full. Thanks for that. You bet. Breaking traffic news, Chris. And uh, Amy, on the way out, you told her one of your favorites at uh, Open Harvest. Yes. Uh, the Walnut Cranberry scro- Scones yeah. are awesome. Yeah. From and open harvest. and uh, yeah. on our way out the door, we we forgot two things. One, <laughs> um, there's plenty of parking at the new store when it opens a year from or in next year sometime because they have that huge parking lot. Yeah, there's plenty of parking all yeah. around the Telegraph District. They, yeah, really, have, they've done a good job of planning that other, out. The other thing we realize it's right next to the ball fields, yep. and uh, in the recycling center. So Absolutely, you, can, you know, after you place, take your cardboard over there and then stop at the grocery store. Yeah. Maybe get a coffee at the mill, you know. That'd be fun. Well, Chris, thanks (laughs) for the update, my friend. Thank Thank you you for for that. Um, So, yes, on tomorrow's show with Todd Ogden, we're going to talk about homelessness. And uh, uh, Todd's really, uh, in in fact, Todd will talk about this tomorrow, but um, he actually wrote a paper about Lincoln's downtown homelessness uh, before he was even with the organization, or he's just joining the organization, the Downtown Lincoln Association. So uh, he's got a really uh, uh, soft spot for uh, for that concern in our city. So we're going to talk about homeless trends tomorrow and the clarification on the difference between crisis and chronic homelessness. 
And then we'll also be joined by uh, later in the show tomorrow by Topher Hansen. And, of course, Topher is the um, president of CenterPoint, Lincoln's acclaimed nonprofit organization that specializes in mental health and addiction treatment uh, for low-income and homeless people. So hopefully you'll, you'll tune in tomorrow. I think that'll be an interesting uh, topic. It's something that I've just, uh, uh, being a downtown resident for many years and a worker, I mean, uh, you do. We, we have homeless people, as I think most people know. Uh, we're, we're a growing city, and there's challenges uh, economically for some p- folks. And so... Um, and there is obviously addiction and and uh, problems and mental health problems from, for a lot of folks. And so, uh, anyway, hope you'll join us tomorrow on the Dan Parsons Show here on 1499 KLIN. Well, uh, and don't forget our Twitter and Facebook accounts. Uh, we'd love to connect with you there and hear uh, your opinion on uh, on what we're doing and what we're talking about and. And uh, I would like to open up the phone lines tonight. If you have, uh, and I'll give you a couple of topics to chew on, but uh, grab your phones, 1400 uh, and 99.3, and the phone number, 402-479-1400. Johnny, too many numbers for me here on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I was like, Dan, you're about to mix up our phone number with our <laughs> station channel, but you recovered yourself. Uh, thank you. Well, you know, I, start, I started my day, I, I start my day pretty darn early. Um, I started a, even a little earlier this morning because I had a meeting to go to. And by the way, I had someone come up to me, Johnny, in a meeting today and said, and I won't tell you who, but uh, it, it's related to someone that we have a, a guest here on the show often. And uh, um, they were talking about school getting out, and somehow we got to talking about uh, uh, custodial staff and staff uh, for school. Uh, you know, there still has to be staff, even though the schools aren't. Uh, going on. But anyway, uh, this person told me that a uh, custodial staff at LPS came up to him the other day and said, somehow uh, my name came up or something, said, oh yeah, I listened to the Dan Parsons show. So that just shows you the reach that we have in the city of this fine radio station. Um, uh, so anyway, that was humbling to hear that uh, we're out there. People are listening. So so if you are listening and you want to call in, 402-479-1400, I'd love to chat with you. And so here's some topics uh, that I want to chat about for the rest of the show here. Um, you know, I'm not going to often talk about national politics because this is a local show. I'm champion local journalism, and we talk to the local newsmakers. Uh, you know, we talk to the federal delegation, at least so far. We've talked to uh, uh, Congressman Mike Flood. has been on the show several times. and. Uh, the, the entire congressional delegation, uh, Congressman Bacon, Congressman Smith, uh, Senator Fisher, and Senator Ricketts, uh, they're all welcome anytime uh, to call into the show or come in and, and visit. And so, uh, But national politics, we're probably not going to talk about that a lot. But you have heard me blather on, uh, in addition to last night, uh, about my... Uh, fascination, if you will, of uh, of Watergate. And so that's, you know, I've told that story before. My political origins started when I was 10 years old and reading the newspaper and uh, following this Nixon tragedy that happened with Watergate. And, and then when I got a little older, I uh, became a Reagan Republican when I was in college and uh, worked on KOR's gubernatorial campaign, uh, then worked for United States Senator Dave Carnes, uh, who replaced Ed Zerinsky, who had died in office. And 
Uh, and then I spent six years in the attorney general's office uh, with Don Stenberg. So, uh, so that's my political background. So I can't help but <laughs> from time to time, uh, be interested in national politics. And, uh, uh, so I will do that from time to time and I'll do it today. Um, you know, the p- political world is bracing for the possibility of the indictment of a former president, uh, president, former president Trump. And this will be like Nixon, uh, Nixon, you know, was it was unprecedented that uh, uh, under the threat of impeachment after the scandal of Watergate broke, uh, uh, he actually resigned. And uh, we've had a couple other presidents be not only the threat of impeachment, but have been impeached, uh, but not removed from office uh, who didn't resign. Uh, one was a Democrat and one was a Republican. Um but so it will be unprecedented, and more and more that I read, and and uh, again, I'm a prolific reader and follower of national politics, and uh, uh, it just seems like it's more and more likely that uh, uh, President Trump's going to be indicted, uh, and he's the leading candidate for the Republican presidential election. Um, so a flurry of recent activity and posturing uh, related to the special counsel that's probing uh Former President Trump's handling of classified documents uh, is is fueling that uh, talk that an indictment uh, could come any time now. And uh, Trump's attorneys uh, met Monday uh, with the Justice Department officials, uh, Special uh, Counsel Jack Smith, uh, who's uh, leading the probe whether Trump improperly handled classified documents after leaving office. Um, and and then the news also broke this week that a uh, a Florida uh, grand jury has reportedly been convened, in addition to the grand jury in Washington uh, that the special prosecutor has convened. So for some reason, in addition to the Washington, D.C. Uh, grand jury, they've impaneled a second one uh, in Florida. So people, legal beagles and political pundits are trying to read the tea leaves and understand what that means but so anyway let's weigh into this if you have a uh, an opinion or a thought on this uh, impending um uh prosecution or, or not prosecution but certainly uh indictment uh, of the former president uh, if nothing else it's historic i you know i'm not really too interested in um some of the conspiracy theories and all that i i just even though we did conspiracy theories last night with David Mandel uh, about uh, so that happens, you know, the conspiracy theories uh, in the level of that level of politics is always going to someone's always going to have a crazy thought and a crazy story. So um, so uh, uh, that's it's, it's fascinating. Uh, but a barrage of angry social media posts from Trump on Tuesday morning further led to the talk that. Uh, the former president may be concerned about an impending announcement in the case. Uh, even a former attorney general, Bill Barr, said he suspects it's near. Uh, he said that uh, just Tuesday morning on, on CBS. Uh, he said, I've said for a while that I think this is the most dangerous legal risk facing the former president. And if I had to bet, I would bet that it's near. So that's the attorney, uh, former president's uh, former attorney general. So. Well, uh, let's take this quick break and we come back. Yeah, give me a call, 402-479-1400. We'll take this quick break and we'll be right back on 1499.3 KLIN. 
You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And Chris, from across the hall, you've got a, a, another yeah. breaking uh, traffic another, story. Another traffic situation. Everybody needs to be uh, watching for emergency response to Highway 77 or the Homestead Expressway. Yes. That's the southwest portion of the capital city at, at West Old Cheney Road. An accident. Sounds like a motorcycle was involved. Oh, so hopefully it. everybody's okay, but it may be slow. Okay. West Old Cheney Road at Highway 77 on the Homestead Expressway. Any update on the other? Uh, Nothing new. Okay. Yep. Okay. Very All good. Right. Well, Chris, thank you. You and, betcha. Uh, We'll keep uh, keep everyone informed of what's going on. We appreciate that. Well, uh, again, uh, thanks to Amy Tabor for dropping by to uh, talk about uh, their exciting uh, new project with um, Open Harvest, Lincoln's uh, uh, almost said nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln's Co-op Grocery. That's the word I'm uh, looking for. Coming up on tomorrow's show, it's our weekly uh, Lincoln's Business Roundtable uh, with the Brain Trust of the business community here in the capital city. Our uh, monthly check-in with our friend Todd Ogden, uh, President and CEO of the Downtown Lincoln Association. And we're going to chat with Todd about homelessness uh, here in our city. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's there. Uh, you probably see folks that are affected by that. So we're going to talk with Todd about that, and we're also going to welcome uh, Topher Hansen, President of Centerpoint. Uh, you know, they just had a wonderful, speaking of open houses, uh, Centerpoint just had their fabulous open house for their fabulous new facility uh, just a couple weeks ago. So um, we'll talk with uh, Topher as well. Well, the phone lines are open if you'd like to chat. Ask me a political question. I'll see if I can answer it. 402-479-1400. And Anna, nice uh, for you to call in. What's on your mind? I just wanted to say that I think all this movement toward indictment of Trump is not justice, but rather uh, political weaponization and that greatly affects my vote yeah well i appreciate your opinion we're probably going to have to disagree on that anna but that's okay you know okay. we don't have to agree on everything you no, know we don't. Uh, uh, but i appreciate your calling and expressing that yeah so when you say ex- uh, affects your vote the election's still a ways off but uh, how does that affect your vote Well, I'm certainly not going to vote for anybody that uses the Justice Department and any other department to their own personal goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, hearing from you, Anna, and uh, continue to listen and continue to uh, give people your opinion. I appreciate it very much. (laughs) Well, listen, uh, the... uh, so sorry about that. Well, one issue that I wanted to also mention, a breaking, well, not breaking news. It came out this afternoon, a little earlier. And by the way, I'd love to hear from you, whether you agree with me or not, about the president, the former president's uh, impending indictment, uh, 402-479-1400. Um, the Governor Pillen, uh, even though he wasn't in town um, today, he was in Washington unveiling the new uh, statute in uh, in Congress. Uh, I saw that picture with uh, the rest of our congressional delegation. But before he uh, went on official business to Washington, uh, Governor Pillen signed a bill 
actually, uh, he signed it before he left, as I read this story again, uh, starting on January 1st, uh, out-of-pocket costs for prescription insulin for Nebraskans will be capped at $35 a month. If you've been following that story, it's been a national story for some time now, and the concern that uh, uh, drug makers were uh, gouging uh, people that needed insulin, and obviously that's a huge need in our in our society for people who have uh, the need for uh, daily insulin injections. And so uh, Elliot Bostar, uh, State Senator Elliot Bostar from here in Lincoln, introduced uh, that bill earlier uh, in this session, and it passed, and, uh, and the governor signed it. And so Nebraska joins now 23 other states, along with the District of Columbia, that have enacted caps on insulin costs. So so good for the governor, and uh, and thankful to uh, Senator Elliot Bostar, one of our Lincoln state senators, uh, for getting that bill passed. Uh, that was very important. So, talking about presidential politics, like I said, I'm not going to do this a lot, even though I'm kind of a political nerd and I follow it all the time. Uh, you know, we we're going to talk mostly about uh, local politics, but you know, national politics affects us all too, and so. There's a, a flurry of people, uh, Republican candidates, uh, announcing that they're going to take on uh, the presumed uh, front runner. We're well, not presumed; he is the front runner, uh, former President uh, Donald Trump. And so today, uh, Mr. Trump's former number two, uh, the vice president, former vice president Mike Pence, uh, formally announced uh, his intent to uh, become president. And uh, he made that announcement in Iowa, even though he's from Indiana, down the road. Uh, he decided that um, his base of supporters were well represented in in Iowa, uh, you know, pretty conservative, uh, evangelical uh, population of folks that make up uh, the majority of the Republican uh, voters in Iowa. And so Mr. Pence decided that that was his people, and he wanted to make his announcement. So he served as... Uh, uh, Trump's, um, according to this, uh, where did I get this? Now that I'm looking at it, it's more of a, uh, but anyway, in the, in that final month, uh, as we all know, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Pence uh, served as vice president and he got along, uh, and did, you know, got along with his boss, uh, for the first three years and 11 months <laughs> of their, uh, term in office. And then in that final month, uh, uh, Mike Pence refused to follow uh, his boss's order uh, that uh, was plainly unconstitutional to single-handedly overturn uh, the election. And uh, so Mike Pence said today that his loyalty to the Constitution outweighed his loyalty to his boss, uh, the president. That's how he explained uh, why he... Uh, refused to uh, go along with uh, the president's insistence that there was a way for him to stay in office. And uh, uh, and that, of course, was rewarded uh, by a pro-Trump mob uh, chanting, Hang Mike Pence, as they stormed the Capitol, uh, while he and his, uh, uh, Mr. Pence and his family rushed to a secure room. So, so instead of punishing Mr. Trump for how he treated uh, Mr. Pence, Republican voters, uh, apparently uh, have made up their mind that uh, uh, Trump is the front runner. More than 50% of Republicans support the former president in 
national polls. So anyway, I think that's interesting. Well, remember coming up on tomorrow's show, it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. Uh, we'll be talking with Todd Ogden from Downtown Lincoln Association and Topher Hansen uh, from Centerpoint. So that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.